we sorry we should have recorded before but we're just getting into the topic of the show of today's topic is forgiveness and i was just admitting to my good friend ben that i do not properly know how to forgive so not only looking for guidance guidance in this today but also the proper guidance according to the the scripture so that's yeah that's why i didn't look up any quotes or anything like that or any um anything like that is because i was just like during this journey or during the research of the past week i was just like i do not think i know i truly how know how to forgive because to me there's a huge difference between the there's different levels of forgiveness yeah. right like mm-hmm. if you and i were for example if i was at starbucks and i ordered whatever and they forgot my whipped cream right that is fairly <laughs> easy like before it wasn't if you're talking most people yeah if you were talking to 20 year old chris i would have blew up and i would like not at them but in the car ride home i would have been listening to metal music just, <laughs> just cursing the world because of one small thing but that's how fragile everything was to me yeah. at that time so forgetting your whipped cream is a little bit easier to forgive that barista at whatever coffee shop as opposed to like on my list of family that you know goes out of their way to hurt you for something right right so that's what i was more after today personally like for myself in this conversation as well was i know how to forgive the little things but it's the big things mm-hmm. that i still harbor not yeah. only days later weeks months but years later yeah and i'll find myself like in this process of reliving it yeah and going through those feelings but but obviously i haven't truly forgiven them if it still comes up and I still have those negative feelings. So that's that's what really bothers me is I just wish I could let it go or work my way through the process. So so here we go. You ready for the definition of forgiveness? All right, let's have it. The action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible definition. <laughs> your sixth grade English teacher that says you can't define a word using the word (laughs) all right so a better definition I got is what is the true meaning of forgiveness? And it says a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Yeah. So I like that a lot better as a true definition. That's what I was yeah. like kind of getting into is, is um, my three, my three biggest things this week were, or of the past couple of years were, um, one side of my whole family, my job or my last employer, and the mother of my kids. And throughout all these three major subjects, I've either they all have in common like I they're they have complete opposite values of myself. Right. So I find there's a huge hypocrisy on their side potentially as well as mine. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no trust. Mm. And also one of the biggest things was I had to learn through these three biggest situations was do not expect people to behave the same as you do. Yeah. And that was a very, very um, big one. And like my last employer, like I'd be like, Hey, I, I feel I do this. I go above and beyond, et cetera, et cetera. Like 
I'm loyal to you, right? You're loyal to me, right? <laughs> Wrong, right? Yeah. Like it's and that was a huge um maturing point at, that came I think way too late in my life, but you know, I can't go back is is I really thought like my the my employer, whoever I was employed with and I had this you know, even exchange. Right. But it's like, mm, it was, yeah. it was probably pride on my, um, half and a lot of hubris to where it's like, Oh no, they'll never get rid of me. Like I have a role here, but right. that role is easily, <clears throat> as I come to find out, <laughs> easily <laughs> replaceable, right. The hard way. So through these, through these things, through each of these things, I, this is how like my negative process works and everyone's different, but this is how I find myself like depending on the three that I think about my other half of the family, my job or situations with the kid's mom, I'll be doing random chores, listening to music. If I'm traveling, watching a movie. So I'll have a thought. Mm -hmm. It always starts with a thought, like a negative thought, right? Like if yeah. I take my old employer, I'll be like, Oh man, if only I had that job back to right. have financial security, whatever it is. Then that leads that one thought leads into multiple thoughts. So I lead it as to daydreaming, right? Yeah. Like I'll just have these negative fantasies. If it was my old family and we're disagreeing with someone, I picture myself like lining them up, like, like in childcare or something. <laughs> and I'm yelling at them like an adult basically yeah. meaning like, Hey, you didn't listen to me then. Right. And I want you to listen to me now. Right. Yeah. And that's not good. I admit that, but this is how it goes. Then that leads to anger mm. because I, I don't have that out or I choose to not have that outlet anymore i know yeah. they're not going to listen does me no good to go around screaming at random family members especially right. given the context of everything that happened yeah so after the anger comes a little bit of calmness because i'm finally like hey what are you what are you thinking right like what what are you doing you're wasting time and energy right thinking horrible negative thoughts who's most like those people aren't thinking about me right in that manner mm -hmm. then from that comes the guilt then the guilt goes back to anger Anger leads to sadness. The sadness needs or leads to depression. So here are the two biggest things that I found about the forgiveness that I can't get over was one is forgiving of others. Mm. Like if if I tried to choose to forgive everything that happened with the other side of the family, the job, the kids, mom, that's that's a big part of it. But through my trials and tribulations, especially doing like really digging in this past week. The second part is for me the hardest, and that's forgiving yourself. Mm. I had an equal or bigger part to play in my termination with my old job. Yeah. And when I look back on it, it's like, I'm surprised they didn't fire me sooner. <laughs> and so, but that's me. Like, if you would have talked to me within the past 12 years, it was all finger pointing that way, right? Right. But a relationship does have. 50 50 right. it does take yeah. two to tango yeah and that was a huge pill for me to swallow when i look mm. back and it was like dang man like maybe i didn't show up on time all the time maybe i did like from my boss's point of view or their point of view slack off a lot more maybe even most of the times i did admit i was slacking off like and i finally had to come to that acceptance it's like what did i really expect them yeah. to do mm -hmm. right they held my hand thankfully for like five years of the last years and I was getting paid the most to do the least yeah. and when I really sat down and had to really have that conversation with myself it it was extremely therapeutic but that's where that second part of the the guilt and anger came into sadness and depression is is it's like 
I do not have the ability to, I can almost forgive others, but I certainly don't have the ability to forgive myself yet. And that is where I get lost. And so now, thanks to you and other people, <laughs> the next step is, so that would be my thing throughout my whole life. I'd have a thought, daydream, anger, calmness, guilt, more anger, sadness, depression. But now I pray. Mm. And so I found myself constantly praying about that. Just be like, Lord, just please take these thoughts away. I can't go back. Please help me find forgiveness for, you know, those who wronged me, but mainly also forgiveness for myself so I can move on because it's weighing me down yeah and while i was laying there in bed watching netflix or just processing this which needs to happen i could have been doing other things i could have been working harder for the show could have been drumming more spending time with my kids whatever it may be but yeah. that to me is where it's like okay like i wish i could learn and forgive quicker so that that time of where i'm just like laying there or sitting there in my head is less so i can mm. start to be more productive but then that's where you come in with the scripture. <laughs> so you've identified a lot of questions there and a lot of good things. So. Thank you here. I'll be, I'll be here all week because <laughs> <laughs> I live here. So. <laughs> so, so you, you've done a really good job of what, of doing your homework and figuring out your, your cycle. And so a lot of people, they know they have a, a sin problem, but they haven't done the work that you've done to identify the root of that. And even more in identifying when you're going to be in those conditions. So you've yeah. gone through and laid out, you know, here's the cycle. I start off, I've got some, you know, some moments where it's just kind of me whatever it is, driving or whatnot. And these thoughts come across my mind and you've said, okay, so if I have these certain thoughts, then they'll lead down this path. Yeah. And so, but I think you've already identified one way to fight those thoughts in a great way is through prayer. So that's, that's excellent. Um, I think you've done a lot of the legwork already to have success spiritually in doing that work of figuring out where your fall points are and being prepared for those. So, um, that's, that's a really great start. Um, Thanks, man. so, but when we talk about forgiveness, uh, especially forgiving ourselves, we have to remember first, a couple of things. We have to remember, first of all, that, Ultimately, um, we, our forgiveness rests in Christ. Yeah. So there is nothing that we can do, have done, or will do that Christ will not forgive and has forgiven. Um, so when God, and, and also when we think about our position before God, he sees Christ's righteousness applied to us. So if the person that we have offended the most is willing to forgive us, then uh, we can forgive ourselves. And uh, Paul, who was 
who wrote more of the New Testament than any person alive um, at that time the New Testament was written. He, he was guilty of probably killing Christians before he became a Christian, which is a really cool story in of itself. I, when, when we talk <laughs> about that, you bring him up, and he got brought up during Bible study yeah. as well, and it's like, I cannot wait to read, like, like about him because I find that like yeah. super interesting and and really quick on what you touched on about how you know God, you know God forgives us and like truly forgives us because of Christ's righteousness that for me and this is just me self admitting because I only speak for myself uh-huh. but also all Latinos in California I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I only speak for myself is that is still such a hard like pill to swallow or something to mm. accept because. If I'm in my own shell, I'm only thinking about myself right now, and it's like, I can't forgive others, I can't forgive myself, and then I read something like the Bible, or hear you or other people say, well, you should do that because Christ, God has already forgiven you. That's what the point of this whole thing was. Right. It makes me so emotional because it's like, wait, like, if he can, then I know there's a way. So between what I'm feeling and, and that, I know there's a way to do it, but it's, it is like as self-admittedly one of the most overwhelming things mm. to accept because when I read about it, when I hear about it, like, and, and I'll bring that up too. Cause last week in Bible study, we went through Luke 23 and 24. It was just like, I, I just kept just listening. Like I just kept trying to soak it in and listen of what everything that was, what happened and what has been said and why. Right. And that is, um, it's very inspiring to say the least, but it's like, it gives me some footing to where it's like, okay, if this, this person really did this, then I know I can, yeah, I can forgive. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like, this was an extreme thing. Like the greatest thing you can do, one can do. My part is very little. So it's like, I know I can do it. If that makes sense. Like it gives me confidence to move forward. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's excellent. I mean, Paul says bearing, and this is Colossians three thirteen, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so are also, you are also to forgive. So just the same way, um, God has forgiven or Christ has forgiven us. Uh, we're to forgive others, but I think it also can be applied to the self. Um, that, and so if we think about how has Christ or how has God forgiven us, the Bible says that God separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. Oh, I heard that quote when I was. <laughs> I, that's I think when I I love that. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. I just I I love that. Love or he it. he buries them in the deepest ocean. So, you know, the concept of East and West never touch. They go on forever. And so our sin, which is the greatest debt any person could ever owe, uh, Christ and God, they, they place that you know, infinitely away um, because of their love for us. And so we apply that same type of forgiveness to others uh, who have hurt us, yes, but um, not nearly as hard as it is to admit, not m- nearly as much as we've hurt God. Yeah. Um, so that's a, no, I'm not saying that's easy by any stretch of the imagination, 
And Jesus actually tells a story to kind of put this in context. He tells about a guy, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, but if somebody wanted to look it up, it's Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. And he says there's this guy who owes his, his employer like a million dollars, something that he's never going to be able to pay off in his lifetime. And his employer calls him in and says, hey, you owe me a million dollars, pay up. And the guy's like, I can't. I'll, I'll never be able to pay you that much money. Please forgive me this debt. And the employer forgives him. Straight up says, it's canceled. The whole debt. The guy's like, oh, thank you, thank you. He runs out. A couple days later, he finds somebody that owes him $500. The guy says, pay me the 500 you owe me right now. And he begins to choke the other guy. And he says, I'm sorry, I don't have 500. I'll get it to you soon. He's choking him out and throws him in prison until he gets his $500 back. Then the story goes on to say that people see this and they tell the employer that just forgave him the million dollars. Yeah. And so he calls him back and says, hey, I forgave you this huge debt. How could you not forgive this guy this small debt? And then the passage ends with this verse. Uh, he says, And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. So the point there is obvious. We owe God a huge debt, unpayable debt, because our sin is against God um, from the time we were born until the time of our salvation. And even after our salvation, we continue to sin against God. And because of that huge debt uh, was wiped away by Christ, um, we ought to forgive those that have sinned against us Yes, in real and hurtful ways, but compared to that infinite debt that we owed God, um, ways that are smaller. And so we should be willing to forgive because of what God has done for us, forgiving our brother and sister from our heart. So I thought that was a cool story that really an awesome story. illustrates, you know, from the Bible, what illustrates why we forgive even those that hurt us uh, because God has forgiven us for so much, and he really desires that we forgive others. That was the second time I've heard you tell that beautiful story, and each time when you get on the, the guy who was trying to collect his 500 bucks, I have the same thought. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'd be choking someone on the street. And so even to that point, like I have a friend named uh, Desi. He'll listen to this eventually. But um, he always says, like, <laughs> he has this joke to where he's like, He's like, no, man, like, I'll give you uh and this is just a joke. He doesn't owe me anything. But if he if he borrows a couple bucks or whatever, I'm happy to lend it to him. But he'll say, like, ah, I'll get you back real quick or else because because I don't want to be strung up like a pinata. Right. <laughs> and so like every time, like I'm joking with him and, and we're friends. So we just help yeah, each yeah. other out. Yeah. But every time like and he'll be like, hey, man, like, thank you so much for helping me out. I really appreciate it. And I'll send back something that like, you know what? You're a true friend. I appreciate you too, dot, dot, dot. And I'll be like, best have my 20 bucks next week or else. And I'll send him a meme of like someone getting <laughs> smashed like a pinata. 
I'll break your kneecap. <laughs> yeah, break your kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so it gets them every time, and I just look in the whatever the little Rolodex is. I'll type in pinata, and there's no shortage <laughs> of adults like beating the heck out of pinatas. And so it just, um, yeah. but that is an awesome story because it's just, um, it's for me when I listen to it, it's just like, there's two parts. It's like one listening to it. It's like inspiring. It's like, ah, you know, and I'll bring this up when I bring up Luke. It's like, I want to be like that. But the further you yeah. go in the story, it's like, ah, I'm more like the other guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's just this throughout the, from what I know of the Bible so far with all the stories, there's just this huge juxtaposition of what you are supposed to be like, or try to be like, and what you actually are. Yeah. And for me, speaking for myself, is it's like I'm trying to head there, but it's so freaking hard because that would that would be me. If someone owed me five like, do you know what five hundred bucks would mean to me right now? That'd right. be like winning the lotto. Yeah. So yeah, I think ninety percent of the time I would send a text, walk around and be like, Hey, do you have it? as opposed to what the moral of the story would be is <laughs> for forgiveness. Right. And it is so much easier said than done and Another thought that came up when you were telling the story was um, as I'm trying to find my place in this world and try to move forward and according to the scripture and trying to be better, something dawned on me this past week and it wasn't, I should say dawned on me, it came, it came across and another light bulb went off that the reason that I, one reason I think I feel kind of torn between my old life and I talked about this and my new Mm-hmm. is that I'm still getting information from non-Christian sources. And it doesn't, it's not like a huge, there's no sign, right? right? When I get information <laughs> from a Christian source, most of the time they'll say, they'll be like, hey, according to scripture, right. they'll say something. Mm-hmm. Then the other times, if you're talking about forgiveness, you just told that beautiful story, here's what we should do. We should forgive us because God forgave us of our sins through this right. huge example of sacrificing his son. I'll get seven other things on forgiveness and they may be enlightening and I'll be like, Oh, you know what? That's, you know, I like that. I'll take some of that yeah, and I'll start to apply it. But then I forget to realize like, did that come from like, does it have its source in the Bible? Did it come mm-hmm. from a Christian yeah. source or was it a human yeah. source? Mm-hmm. And I still, and I'm still stuck in that whirlwind of, you know, keeping my eyes open and finding what information comes in because it's very, very difficult. Yeah, and we've talked about this, I think, some before, but as we grow in our relationship with God, spend more time uh, filtering our thinking through the scriptures, hopefully the Bible becomes like a lens or a filter that we pass everything through so that we're able to say, okay, so... This article has some great things about forgiveness, but there's some stuff that I need to kind of discard because I can tell this is not what the Bible says about forgiveness. Like, perfect example, I was looking at an article from the Mayo Clinic on forgiveness, and they gave some really great tips on how to forgive and reasons why you forgive. And one of the reasons they said you should forgive people is because it'll help your self-esteem. Yeah. Well... No one has real issues with self-esteem, <laughs> according to the Bible, because everyone... We, we have to tread yeah. lightly, because <laughs> they are a sponsor, so we love you. Know, just... <laughs> like, honestly, if somebody says something like, oh, I hate myself, 
why do they hate themselves? Yeah. Because they're not as good looking as they want to be because they don't have the money they want or whatever. It's like, did you read my journal? <laughs> like, is that a, I told you, Ben, stay out of my own work. Do not look at my journal. Okay. Everyone knows I have self-esteem issues and especially financial issues. <laughs> but it's just like, it's not that you'd hate yourself. It's that you want more for yourself. Yeah. So like, anyway, that's just an example where, where, um, we as Christians have to look through, take what the world gives us and, and put it through that sieve of scripture and say, are these things true or not? And I'm still growing in that. You're still growing in that. And we'll all continue to grow in that. And that just comes through constant exposure to the truth. Speaking on exposure to the truth, there was uh, something that came up with my son because, you know, my son and my daughter are going to church with me now and they're learning with me as I grow. Yeah. And this is an extreme example because this is very specific to my son. But like he'll have this thing and I and I love him to death to where he'll kind of stop mid thought. Right. Mm-hmm. So I even have that with some things. You mentioned yeah. one of your things was like interrupting people, right? Like you'll, you'll, your mind will just latch onto something, right. stop mid thought. So an extreme example of this is going back to the Bible is the story in, uh, and I forgot their name. So you can help me is Genesis, the nephew and the uncle when they were going to separate oh, Lot the land. and Abraham, Lot and Abraham. Mm-hmm. And they said, right. he's like, Abraham said, okay, well you choose which one. Right. And as the story goes, there was a, a you know, a not so good land yeah and then the beautiful land but it faced sodom and gomorrah right right yeah so then lot just chose the good looking land yeah if you were to stop reading there and then you were to put on your filtered lens and say hey it's not bad to take like what's beautiful and amazing right and yeah. and so but then you, if you keep reading you find <laughs> out what happened to him right right and that i find myself doing too and i'm trying to get extremely better at that is like it's it's nice like i would like you know there are goals that i have mm-hmm. you you know them i know them other people know them i i want to be better in many different things yeah but it's what like you were saying what are those reasons for if i want to own a lamborghini and fly around sacramento <laughs> is it for myself and yeah. and my pride and to flash a Lamborghini right or in some way have i turned that in i don't even know what it would be but just in this example yeah in some way is me driving around a Lamborghini in Sacramento glorifying God. And if it isn't, then I don't really want to, I mean, it would be awesome, but it's like, what, what is, what is, Mm -hmm. what would be the lesson there? I mean, that was rhetorical. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, Mm -hmm. is it going to glorify God to keep looking and have those filters on? Is it not? Don't do it. Like forgiveness, way easier said than done. Right. If it is, it most likely, from my limited experience, is going to be a much more difficult path. Yeah. But it's a path worth choosing. Yeah. And it's, you know, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, it's not that... It, it's the fact that these thoughts continue to come back. And uh, that is... I. That is uh, normal, and that is because when we're hurt or injured... Uh, you know, emotionally, physically, uh, those things take time to heal. Yeah. And our brains have to process that stuff. So I don't, I don't think it's wrong to have those thoughts. Yeah. What's wrong is, or right, is what we do with them when we have them. Yes. Because 
you know, as a kid, uh, especially adults can do things that really, uh, can really traumatize us and maybe not in the clinical sense, but, um, definitely in, you know, we've all had, uh, most people have had experiences, whether as a kid or as an adult that are, that could be considered traumatizing. And those thoughts don't just go away because, uh, from what I understand, and I'm not a psychologist or, but I'm, I'm learning some things, you know, your brain knows that this was not right and is not able to put it back in order. Yeah. Uh, so dealing with those thoughts is not the problem. You know, some people have a false conception of forgiveness and that forgiveness is forgetting. Yes. And guilty. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And so God, and so we say, well, God puts our sins as far away as the East is from the West. So that must mean that he doesn't. And the scriptures even says that he will remember them no more, but that doesn't mean that God forgets because God is perfect. He can't forget anything. Yeah. It means that God choose like that definition of forgiveness you read God chooses not to hold those things against us. And, and that is, I think the key. So our, whatever thoughts that come our way that uh, reflect on a traumatic experience, it's really how we capture those. Yeah. Are we capturing them in our souls and allowing, you know, bitterness to fester? Um, because the Bible is clear that bitterness is a sin and it's a root the Bible says that corrupts our whole life. Uh, but it, if we say, okay, I'm having these thoughts and we process them according to the scriptures, uh, then, you know, that's good. And that's what we want to do. And I don't think not to be discouraging to anyone, but there's no guarantee that those thoughts will ever go away this side of heaven. Yeah. But I do think that we can learn how to, by with God's help, how to process them correctly. You just said something that was very big. What was the thing about, um, as you sip your coffee, <laughs> I ask a question at the wrong time. <laughs> what was the thing about bitterness? I had it. And then, yeah, the Bible calls bitterness a root mentions a root of bitterness that will go and defile a root of bitterness that will go and defile. Yeah. But you, you mentioned as it'll ruin, like it'll just sink its way into every part of your mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. That is exactly how I feel why I am not in a relationship. Forget my overweight, my brokenness, my single dad. I'm just <laughs> forget all You're that. You're not overweight. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The body mass in this will disagree with you. Whatever it may be. That is exactly what I feel to my core is, is my true test from God. Mm. And now that that light bulb went off, that is part of the test of myself is because specifically speaking about forgiveness and specifically with the kid's mom, Mm. if we have a new disagreement about something that will trigger things that came back seven months ago, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And so now that I finally know that I truly haven't forgiven those portions of the, of whatever happened, nor myself, I do not, want to go into another relationship knowing that because that is the bitterness that will not only ruin myself or if let's say I keep it under lock and key yeah and I truly don't go through that process of forgiving mm-hmm. I move on to another relationship and I know that yeah and then that 
comes out and I, you know, ruin that relationship or I hurt that person, then that now that I know that that is 100% irresponsible myself. So that is why it's just like, okay, I stay by myself. I stay calm. I'm learning through these times because I don't want that in this specific example to to ruin that that tree, that relationship tree. Yeah. Now with my kids, it's different because I can't ship them away for seven <laughs> years, right? right? And like yeah. learn forgiveness. So I do mm-hmm. my best to keep it away from them, to keep it away from you, other family. But that part is more or less easy because we didn't have those right. discussions. We didn't have those arguments. Right. You know, I don't have those triggers. So if I had a trigger with the kid's mom about spilt milk and you spill milk all their studio, I'll be like, oh, you know, there's a mop, whatever. Let's clean it up. But the kid's the same thing. Yeah. She spills mm-hmm. a drop. I go nuclear because <laughs> right. I didn't forgive. So that to me is one huge thing that I personally have to work on with that the job the other side of the family is is truly letting those go because when i start because i'm already blessed we talked about before like you yeah. can look around i have things that i can admit i'm very blessed with friendship yeah knowledge now of the bible right yeah. that's huge mm-hmm. so but it's like as i move forward that is that is the the path that i want to take knowing that it's like okay this is just my um uh, there was a, it's in the Bible, but it's in seasons. This is my down season right now. I'm learning, you know, I'm, uh, what do they call it? And I know it's definitely mentioned in the Bible. Um, it's not harvest. We're planting. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So now it's planting season. Yeah. I'm planting the seeds, yeah. planting new seeds of knowledge, new discipline, new habits. Yeah. Then eventually mm-hmm. I'll be able to harvest something, yeah. but it won't be poisoned with that bitterness. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. I think that comes back to a lot there again, but just one thought that came to my mind is we talked about last, I think we talked about this last week, the law of um, putting off and putting on. So, you know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, um, around verse 20 or so, that we put off those things that don't please the Lord. Then we renew our mind and then we put on those those thoughts, habits, actions that do please the Lord. So if bitterness is our current action, what we're doing right now is we're renewing our mind with Scripture and saying that bitterness is incorrect. And we put on those thoughts that please God. So, you know, the, the opposite of bitterness is, I don't know, maybe you could just say, Jesus says, love your enemies and do good to them that hate you. So... We, we replace our feelings of hatred or bitterness towards a person with feelings of love towards them. And that is a work of the Spirit of God because yeah. there's no reason uh, and within of ourselves that we would love people that uh, hate us. There's a really... Or have wronged us. Right. Like or, that barista. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Don't you ever forget my whipped cream. If you see me coming, you know the show. Don't forget my whipped cream. No, no. There's a really cool story about a man named um, Jacob DeShazer, oh. who was... He spent 40 months in a Japanese POW camp um, and survived. He was part of the Doolittle Raiders, who were the first... Uh, men to drop bombs on J- on Japan. Really cool story. But um, anyway, he spent 40 months in a Japanese POW camp. And while he was there, he became a Christian. While he was in there? Yeah. Whoa. Um, right. his, his parents were believers, and uh, they 
long story short, he got a Bible in prison and read it and uh, professed faith in Christ there. Do you know what he did after he got out of the military? No. He went to Bible college and became a missionary to Japan. What? That is super cool. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, no one in their right mind would want to go spend their life telling people about Jesus in a country where you were tortured for 40 months. Yeah. So that's just, and that is loving people like Jesus loves us. Um, and it's just an incredible, incredible story where, and I'm not even anywhere close to that level, but just as an example of one man who said, yeah, I've been forgiven much through the gospel. I'm going to not only forgive my enemies, but I'm going to love them by sharing the truth with them. So that was just a really cool story. That is a cool story. And I'm glad you said that because when I hear things like that, it's like, okay, like if, if that guy and myself were both started at zero and you know, he's way on the forgiveness side <laughs> than me, it's like, okay, my path arguably is a lot shorter, uh-huh. but at least looking up to that example, it's like, okay, then I know it can be done. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And so, I know I've chosen or I have chosen to start the process of forgiveness for these things, but they came, um, you know, out of order. So like the, the job thing came last, but on my process of forgiveness, that is first, because even though it, it did hurt a lot, um, it wasn't as traumatizing as, you know, losing a loved one or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, separating yourself from an entire section of, family right that right you've known for 30 years so right yeah um but you know that is a really cool story and on on my way i go on that process so it's just i don't know when it'll finalize but i think that's one thing that um that i'm sticking true to is is putting one foot in front of the other but not just letting god do his work right not yeah not rushing it because mm-hmm. that's also one thing i've done before with the people on my list or things on the list it's like it's like I it's like I'm I have a great conversation with you, have a great Saturday with the kids. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, someone comes up to me, beautiful woman gives me her number, I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> I run back to my family and I'm like, I forgive you. Like, let's all party. Yeah. And then they wrong me again and I'm back in the same situation. Yeah. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. just take my time. Yeah. Stay away. Let it work its process and then Yeah. Eventually I'll, you know, fulfill that and hopefully go back. So but that story yeah. is a very like extreme example to where it's like, man, if he can do that, yeah, then I know I can. Yeah. And it's not him. It's, it is him, but it's, it's the spirit of yes. God working in him, yeah. you know, and that same power is in me and is in you to where the people that, um, and admittedly it's easy for me to say, because I, I don't have some of the things that have happened to you, but, um, that same power that, enabled him to do that as the power that lives inside of us. And so God is able to make us do what he wants us to do. And so he will give you and me the grace to forgive people and uh, love people, even though they don't always deserve it. Yeah. Here is one thing. And then I'll let you close out the show because we're on time, but, um, or yeah, we're, we're made on time this time is I kept thinking about this, like prepping for the show was last week during Bible study, we went over Luke 23 and 24. Uh-huh. And I found this like so um, 
prevalent that came out, it just stood out for the show is if you start in Luke 23 and, you know, he's he's being tried and, and he's on his way to crucifixion. If you start at, um, let's see, Luke 23, verse four, it says, then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man, but they were urgent saying he stirs up the people teaching throughout all of Judea from Galilee, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. And that stood out to me so profound because in this extreme situation, Jesus just stayed silent. And that stood out to me because it's like, do you know how many problems could have been solved if I just would have not said anything? Yeah. Like, and when looking back about my 50% of the job, the family, the kid's mom, if I would have just held my composure, listened, not spoken, like... Would I be in the same situation? Probably, because I can't <laughs> hold my tongue and I haven't learned to this yet. But it's like, that isn't, like the story you told, like pulling this, it's it's an inspiration of how to be. Like yeah. he was, I couldn't imagine what he was going through, but it's like, in if I was in that position, I would have been like the, like even before our dad's time, I would have been singing like a canary. <laughs> They're like, yo, what do you mean I'm a try? What, what do you, like, what? I would have been yelling, shouting, everything yeah but he just he literally says what's it say but he made no answer yeah until this is super poetic until he's carrying a cross moving down and it says uh 28 but then turning to them jesus said daughters of jerusalem do not weep for me so it's like through this whole thing he's staying quiet being chastised. i have no clue what else is going on And then he finally says something and it's not, hey, you know, can I take a break? Can I get some water? He turns to someone else and is yeah. selfless and says, do not weep for me. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like how selfish I would have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. How selfish I would have been. <laughs> I probably would have turned and been like, daughters of Jerusalem, weep for me. <laughs> like everyone start, start a riot, right? Like, get me free. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he said the exact opposite and that's why he is who he is and i am who i am and looking back on these things that i'm that i'm trying to forgive people for and and forgive myself for is just like i did not put them first i put myself first and i did not stay quiet the two opposite of what in luke was exactly what what he did and it's like man that was that was deep when it came out because i did not expect to read through that or especially to see those actions yeah. happen or take place. No, I, I'm reminded of what uh, Paul says. You know, we talked about him at the beginning. He was a, he was a murderer of Christians uh, who was saved by God amazingly. And he said, you know, forgetting those things which lie behind, I press on toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul realized that, yeah, I've done some really bad things, but I'm on a new course now. I'm running the race to win the crown 
of eternal life to be the best Christian I possibly can be. And because of that, you know, he said, whatever things I gained in the past, I count as, as dung, as refuse. And I, I just, I press on. You know, I'm not going to dwell on my failures in the past, and I'm not going to dwell on my successes in the past. Because Paul was a Pharisee, which meant he was like one of the top uh, religious leaders of his day. So he would have been wealthy, he would have been well-respected. Like if he showed up at an event, he would get the best seat. Um, so he gave all that up to follow Christ. And he said, my successes and my failures from my past, they're the past. The present is following Christ. And so, um, yeah, we, I have a lot of regrets, um, from things that I wish I could have done differently or, um, you know, but as believers, we just, we press on, we say Christ has forgiven those things and, and we, like we talked about, we choose not to dwell on that stuff. Awesome show, man. No better way to end it than there. And so thank you so much for your time and all your knowledge, man. That was a good one. All right. Thanks, everybody.